On this week's episode of Down the Wire, we bring in our good friend Brandon Schneid from WTMJ, and we talk the NFC. We got predictions for this football season, and uh, Brandon's got a lot to say. On top of that, we're going to chat with him a little bit more about the Josh Hader trade. And me and Tom go at it with the AP Top 25. Uh, all this and more coming at you down the wire. Every time we do it, y'all, we do it with fire. Yeah. Sports podcast down the wire. Every time we do it, y'all, we do it with fire. Yeah. Sports podcast down the wire. Episode number 81, Down the Wire. Happy Sunday, everyone. Happy Monday, actually, as you're listening to this. I already fucked up the whole entire episode off the jump. Welcome to Down the Wire. This is where we talk professional sports in unprofessional ways. My name is Tom. This is my brother, Dave. Happy Dia de los Muertos. I don't think it is. Well, I thought I'd fuck up just as bad for you. Oh, all right. That's what we're on par now. Top of the morning to you. We're not in Ireland. We are based out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, talking all things sports. Uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and and all things. Merry Festivus. How was your weekend, Dave? Dog, this weekend has been just absolutely nuts. I had uh, some, some weird comedy shows on friday yesterday was like super date night with the girl oh i saw that yeah that looked nice yeah we went to la rev the uh french restaurant in town which Ooh. was a fucking fire did you get snail uh no escargot no no i uh do you know how fucking hard it is to get uh <laughs> to get fucking antoinette to eat green beans <laughs> i don't like, like green beans to be fair either no nah, dude that's why you gotta go hair covers those things are bomb bomb ass but then we also doubled down and went to uh bryant's bryant's cocktail lounge yeah the boozy ice cream oh dude uh first of all didn't realize how insanely dark bryant's is like it is it looked like the packing house which no one will understand unless you're from milwaukee but very dark lit room it's a fucking void of light uh but i will say fire atmosphere i was exhausted by the time I got home, so I went to bed at 7.30. Mm, yeah, that's some old man shit right I, there. I woke up later on and, like, consummated the night. <laughs> that's all that matters. Yeah, that sounded pretty cool, the boozy ice cream. Oh, and then fucking today. Yeah, what happened today? Dude, I went nuts at the Mil- Milwaukee Milkman game. Oh, yeah, you got, the, you got the nice merch rocking right Dude, here? Dude, I'm wearing the, the like, uh, Dia de los Muertos hat, which is... Fire. Yeah, the hats are great. The hats are amazing. And then I got the the sweet teats, like the sweet tarts jersey. They're sweet treats? No, no, sweet teats. (laughs) Because they're cows, right? You get it? Yes. They got fucking like udders. Oh, wait, man. That's the other one. I don't think they have udders, but. One of them does. The other other one. Yeah, dude. I. I've had a great weekend. The local independent team, the Milwaukee Milkmen, they're always One fun. One of the local ones. You got yeah. the Doc Hounds, too. Doc Hounds, it's a little bit out of the way to go there. It's very easy. That Rock Sports Complex they got at 
Franklin Nuts. is just awesome. And they're about to uh, like finish up with that golf. Yeah, the top golf is going to be there. That thing looks so cool. That thing it looks so rad, cool. dude. Uh, yeah, I went to the Ren Fair today, man, and I have a new passion. I think that place is awesome. I mean, oh, it just, verily, young, it, young I, Thomas. I didn't go. I didn't go dressed up in a costume or anything. I was repping my local Cudahy Bar T-shirt <laughs> and some shorts, and that place just rocks it's a little expensive up, you should have dressed up like a power ranger oh god there was some <laughs> fascinating pe- i'm not going to deny that there was some interesting slash weird ass people at this place no doubt. it was also steampunk weekend so okay yeah anything went it was fair <laughs> game um i had a great time though there was it was pretty much an electric atmosphere there's I, as a performer i can respect the performance now a little bit kind of interesting that they're all willing to engage a lot of them are volunteers and whatnot too so i had a great time i had a blast i i enjoyed it quite a bit um that was pretty much my weekend i worked a little bit but nothing much else if you got to check out sunday lineup check that out with me and joe poharillis uh that's always fun comes out on sundays yeah, but this is do down that. the wire yeah but say you're supposed to do that at the end this is down the wire <laughs> and we got to get to some news and we had a couple of stories this week let's start it off with well i saw this actually at the fair uh there was a goat there was a goat petting zoo and i i named him lebron i just said oh my god look at all these lebrons everywhere lebron james signs a massive two-year 97.1 million dollar contract extension has a player option for the 2024-2025 season and this this is just one of the most massive milestones for lebron as he passes 500 million dollars in career guaranteed money that he's made uh which passed kevin durant who previously had 499 million LeBron James going to just stick it out until he gets to play with Bronny? Is that what it looks like? Uh, well, he's got, like, a player opt-out after this next year, too. So, like, he gets to call the fucking shots. Oh, for sure. He's LeBron James. Yeah. The greatest basketball player of our generation. In a league that is so player-focused and centric and, uh, I mean, where, where players get to call the most shots than they've ever get to called in any league ever. Yes. 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 Other than maybe like the biathlon athletes, they probably have like a little bit of a say in their <laughs> the, fuck? the way they get to roll too. Uh, it, this move helps the Lakers a little bit too. Um, they got some salary cap space for twenty twenty three. Someone's gonna come. LeBron's got one more ring in him, right? He's got one more ring in there. Ooh, he better. I think he has one more. I, look, the real the whole reason why he took this ex- extension. Is to play with Bronny. Yeah. Like, this helps him being able to play with him because he'll be draft eligible in 2024. Like, that's all that he fucking wants. That's all that he wants is to be able to play with his son, which I, I don't know. I Like, I get it, but at the same point, why? Personally, if that's me, I want to just... wants just, to prove that he can be the greatest person to ever play in the NBA. I just want to kick my kid's ass. Yeah. At the same time, playing with your kid, like, wouldn't you want to play against him? Yes. Yeah, that would be way that's more fun. 100% what I Get would prefer owned by to your do. father on live national television. And it's just never going to be good enough for Bronny. Bronny's not going to be LeBron. 
What a terrible name choice that was. That well, was going to live up to that. Well, uh, you know, give it up for Bronny because Skip Bayless tried to call him out this week. And then Bronny, like, reacted. How bored do you have to be, Skip Bayless, just to make fun of a child? Like, well, and then to, and like, after, so, like, Skip Bayless calls him out saying he'll never be, like, his, his father, right? Right. Then he comes in, has a massive game with, like, a massive dunk, yep. right? And then Skip Bayless is like, well, you can't dunk left-handed. Mm. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Skip Bayless is the worst, dude. LeBron the turns... Worst. 38 in December. That's kind of ridiculous. I didn't know he was that old. But it is uh, the largest, the most career earnings ever by a player. Well-deserved. It'll probably get passed up by someone else uh, eventually. Giannis Giannis will. As of right now, it's Giannis. Well, if he signs with the Bulls. Okay, that was such a bullshit story. Should we just segue to that a little bit? Yeah, we had this nowhere near uh, our discussion. But, yeah. Yeah, Giannis was like, "Yeah, it'd be cool to play for the Bulls, but I'm here in uh, Milwaukee." Like, no, it wasn't even. He didn't even say the Bulls. He said to play in Chicago. Proceed with the NBA rumors of him getting traded for the next four seasons. Now, oh my god, we between did this that, already. Between we that and um, uh, the story with Rogers being mad at his receivers, yeah, another bullshit story that was nothing. Absolutely nothing. Well, let's get into some football then and talk about some college football right now. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, the AP Top 25 came out yes. this week. And uh, obviously I have to talk about that. Okay, I have a question for you. Now, we go to the AP Top 25 poll. The top three stand as Alabama, Ohio State, and Georgia. I'm going to ask you right now, if you were going to place a bet on the field Versus those three, you can either lump those three together. I'm taking as a those bet three to win the chip. Yeah, it's going to be one of those three. I would, or you I can pick the that. field. No, I would sooner take that. I would sooner take those three. I think that obviously seems like the top three teams always every year. Rounding out the top ten, Clemson at four, Notre Dame five, A and M six, Utah seven, Michigan eight, Oklahoma nine, uh, Baylor ten. Couple other. Maybe notable teams, NC State at 13, uh, Wisconsin's at 18, a lot of group of five teams, Cincinnati makes it at 23, Houston at 24, and BYU sneaks in at the end at 25 there. Uh, What's your initial reaction to seeing this now, Dave? We're like a week away from college football. Uh, First things first, NC State and Utah, I'm a little surprised. Okay. Um uh, look, I I don't know college like you do, so I defer to you off of that. Also, I like seeing Cincinnati and Wake Forest staying in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are two teams that easily could have fell, fallen out of the top 25 uh, for name value. Wisconsin being 18 seems... <sighs> look, I just have no faith in Graham. I'm sorry. I He lost all my trust. And for right, rightfully so, I think. Right? I have no faith in Paul Christ. Ooh, I don't know about that. Well, that's the thing. I guess a little bit, but I have so much faith in Jim Leonard. Yeah, he that's, should be running this team. I, I really think Jim Leonard should be the next head coach of the Wisconsin that's, Badgers. That's yeah. what I'm saying. He, the he, reason he's got it on lock. I think Paul Christ can recruit better, though. Uh, sure seems like Paul gets some good diamonds in the rough every once in a while. And sure, but remember Jonathan Taylor was a three star. Yeah, um, 
Braylon Allen is a hometown boy. Sure seems to be doing really well. He got the Clemson transfer, Ches Malusi. Uh, surprised to see Clemson all the way back up at four. I know they had a really good second half of the season, but they they recruit to start. well. They recruit very uh, well. And I, I will have to see how it all pans out. We're getting close to this extended playoff. Hopefully, what do you like? What did you think of Oregon being so high up? Eleven. I mean, jumping up eleven spots as well. This is kind of showing that the Pac-12 ain't quite dead yet it's not dead yet it's not dead yet it will be once oregon leaves it um but and that's a that's kind of how i feel about utah too being you know at seven these these are some fairly high pac 12 teams well and interesting to see uh usc does make it at 14 but ucla uh i don't they're not in the top 25 and it looks like they haven't received any votes either. And you, oh, it looks like they did two votes. UCLA got two Why? votes. Why? Same UCLA as is San not... Diego State, and one more than Nebraska. So keep that in mind. I don't know why you would think they would. UCLA would. UCLA doesn't. No, not like a football, football school, but they're the ones leaving, and it's because well, of football. And the, even then, that was another story that came up this uh, this week, too, is that they're having some troubles actually making this work. Yeah, because why wouldn't they? Also, I mean, Notre Dame, Ohio State, week one, that's just an amazing matchup to start us off. That's with. how you get the fucking, uh, the fucking year off, like off to a hot Georgia, start. Georgia, Oregon as well. That's going to be an absolute banger to watch. Uh, Illinois State, Wisconsin will probably win that one by seven. Arkansas and Cincinnati. Yeah. Kentucky, that, I mean, Miami. That's, oh, that's, that's Miami, Ohio. Shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Arkansas, Cincinnati even. And Cincinnati, are they the one? Are they going to move to the Big 12? Did I hear that? Ooh. Does that sound I, familiar? I don't know like that. they were going to be leaving? I don't know that. I think they should get their ass out of there, too, if they want to help recruiting as is, well. Where's uh, is Bielema... In Illinois? Where is he at again? Ooh, no. He was in Illinois, but I want to say, oh, God, where is Brett Bielema now? Says yeah. football coach for his Wikipedia there. Brett Bielema. Oh, he is at Illinois. Yeah, yes. see, that's what I thought. Okay, yeah. he is still the head coach at Illinois. I yeah. forgot that he went back there, but, oh, God, look at this bastard. Look at this guy. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Could oh, look at the chonk on him for Razorbacks. That's yeah. a man. Well, he got that. even bigger. Oh, he's a big uh, dude. Oh boy. Uh, okay, so give me give me your predictions. Give me this uh, final four. I mean, it's going to be pretty hard to not put these three in the final four. Um, All right. If anyone gets out, it's Ohio State, Alabama. I they can lose twice probably. I mean, realistically, yeah, look they're... at look at the votes they have compared to the rest of them. It's Alabama can definitely lose once, and I just don't see them losing twice. Um, Georgia, they're coming off the championship. And Ohio State, if they can beat Notre Dame, it's going to help them a lot too. For the fourth team getting in, um, give, me, give me Clemson or Aww. Oklahoma, one of those two. You're going, you're going with the – the easy cop out top four. Yeah, I mean, I'll say Wisconsin and be wrong if you want. Be but dead wrong. South Carolina's got Spencer Rattler now. Hey, yeah, remember, remember him? Remember uh, he okay, give me Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, 
and then Notre Dame. Mm. I'm feeling Notre Dame this year. Notre Dame fucking sucks, man. I mean, they they get to this point every year where they think that they are something, and they blow it when they can. Eh, whop, 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 whop. But that's the same with Oklahoma. I just think the Big 12 bias will help. Yeah, and we'll there. talk a little bit more Notre Dame later on in this episode. But, uh, uh, yeah, I, I feel very good. And uh, hear me out. I'm going to keep Bama, Ohio State, Notre Dame. If Georgia loses to Oregon, Oregon's in that Final Four. Mm, yeah, Oregon's going to take a huge jump if they win that. Th- that's a huge leap, man. I mean, look at the difference between the points. Between uh, Clemson and Georgia. Right. Georgia being at 1455, uh, Clemson being at uh, 1292. I mean, the, you know that those are the top three. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Oregon's got quite the fucking battle ahead of them. Um, I, I don't know if they can do it. I'm not saying they are going to. But, man, to get bumped up 11 spots in the AP pool uh, polls... It's got to mean something for the Ducks. Something. Got to mean something. Um, Badgers will probably finish like 15 to 25. They'll somewhere. be in the top 20. Or sorry, bo- uh, 20 to 25. Yeah, they That's always That's usually do. where they fall. I, I'm i sorry. Paul Chris needs to go. Paul Chris needs to go. What's your schedule look like? Does it pop up right here? There's actually just a Donald Trump tab on the AP News. That's hilarious. Okay. <laughs> uh, it doesn't doesn't say it all right here. Uh, I'll be keeping up with that, of course. You know me. I always give my Badger insight. I am a Badger, I am a Badger insider on Twitter, unofficially. unofficially. Um, <laughs> I have it in my Twitter bio, so it has to be ah, true. Ah, um, yeah. You are you are the ball sack of, of uh, Badger Twitter. Oh, dude. Fucking, what's his name? Charles. Simon Charles was just ball sacking everyone this week. Absolutely ama- amazing ball sacking by Simon Charles. Uh, Mac Jones did not say, hold my nuts, bitch. If you thought he did, he did not. That was not a real sentence. Big womp womp. No, lots of uh, uh, of people out there that have retweeted mm. and talked about it. And I, I, we have not had the heart to tell them that that was fake. <laughs> but if they listen, they know. Uh, okay, so we we talked about an extension. Now let's talk about a suspension. It, it's finally been settled. You know, there's some air quotes there. Sean Watson's going to be sitting out for the first eleven games. Yes. You know what? You know what is fucking hysterically coincidental slash ironic is I said I could talk myself out, uh, talk myself up to being okay. If he was suspended 12 games. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, NFL. I think this is NFL PA. I think we say fuck you to them, right? I, I, it sure seems like NFL was trying to get this as long and as disciplined as possible. Uh, the five million dollars, whatever, like no, that's that's pocket change. Nothing that's, to him, and it, do, it doesn't a, come a, out of that salary he just signed because no. of how they structured that. So no, it doesn't it's, really it's matter. It's a quarter getting thrown into the fucking like uh, like a fountain pool. You so know what the I mean? eleven like, game suspension actually makes him eligible for, I believe, the Texans game. Yes, it does. I is do you think that's on purpose? I yeah, I'm really wondering if like that weighed in on it. 
Like, let's get him to play against his old team right away when he first comes back. That's it's, weird. It's ridiculous, man. Uh, I can't. I can't even believe that this is something that we need to argue. It, it's. It's just absolutely ridiculous that we need to be upset over any governing body's enforcement of a penalty for a man that physically assaulted women. Well, I I don't know. He says right here that he has a plan to tell his side of the story. And I and I don't know what he wants to tell. It sure sounds Keep like Keep your fucking mouth shut. Sure sounds this like This is this is OJ Simpson writing the book If I Did It. Yeah. You like why you why would you think it was okay to tell your side of the story stop it no one is going to be on your side i shouldn't say that not no one you know other creeps are on your side but like for real stop it stop talking deshaun go about say okay you know say i'm sorry and just fucking pretend like nothing happened do the andy pettit right I'm just looking through this, like, trying to read it now while, while I talk about this Deshaun Watson story. Because from what I, what I know is that, you know, there's a couple dozen women that charges were brought up in some way. They dismissed a majority of these charges. All but one, as far as I remember. We then figure out that not only uh, was Deshaun Watson charged with two dozen women there might have been six dozen women that he contacted at some point at least with the same agenda they thought planned as a massage and the houston texans are like completely not involved i don't i don't know sure seems like they should be under some scrutiny as well here uh i I, i'm sorry if they're not the ones providing him with this masseuse these masseuses Masusai? I don't know how you masseuses. say it. Masseuses. Okay. Masui? Masui. Uh, I'm sorry. Like, right now, the first thing that we should all be worried about is Deshaun Watson. Then we can focus on the Texans. You Absolutely. Know what I mean, I mean I, and I'm not trying to take the pressure off Deshaun Watson. I'm saying this story seems far from over. This is something that's probably going to take another year or two to resolve itself. That's what I'm saying. And we'll we'll see. And I think he's going to play probably terribly when he comes back. Uh, I can't imagine two years. his head's going to be in the right place either. Uh, like you said, he's going to be almost two years out. He's going to have m- very minimal support um, at all. Is that Houston game in Houston or is it in Cleveland? I hope it's in Houston. I, I don't I, know that. I, I'll pull it up. And Browns uh, versus Texans. So it looks like that game is in Houston, December 4th. Good. Uh, I, I I think he's going to get run through the ringer that game. I, I can't imagine. He should get run through the ringer every last oh, fucking game. Oh, absolutely. I'm not, I'm not, again, no defense coming for Deshaun Watson. I'm trying to just dissect this situation down to its smallest level. I, I don't understand. I think the NFL was doing its best to try 
and suspend Deshaun Watson as long as they felt he needed to be. But I, I think the Players Association had some say in this that made it a little bit easier for him to get out of it. Maybe unscathed, you could say. Whatever. I just know we're going to shit on them all, or on him all fucking uh, year. I have absolutely no remorse uh, for him and uh, do not feel like he got enough of a punishment. Sorry. I don't care how everyone else feels. That is my feeling, and I stand with, uh, you know, the women here. How do you think the Browns will do this here? Oh, wait. Why don't we just talk about it in the next segment? Oh, we have Brandon Schneedy joining us from WTMJ, my coworker, my teammate. I don't use coworker. We use my different terminology at my establishment at Good Karma Brands. Brandon was nice enough to join with us. Uh, join with us. For, join us. Uh, I don't even know how long it's going to be. We're recording this beforehand, but... We're going to hop on, do our NFL predictions, talk a little bit of Brewers baseball. Josh Hader, what the hell's going on with him if you haven't seen that? I'll just get into it. Let's get to Brandon. Welcome on in now, Brandon Schneid of WTMJ. And how else did you want me to introduce you? Is that good? That's fine with me. Yeah. Okay. All right. There. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> producer extraordinaire of the Steve Scafidi show uh, from nine to noon, eight thirty-five to noon, actually. Right. Nine. Nine. Nine, nine to noon. Okay. Nine it does start noon. on the yep. hour. Uh, he's here to talk a little bit of sports. Local local boy with us right here. I appreciate you coming on, Brandon. Oh, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. We've been. Uh, uh working together tommy well kind of working together you took over for me uh at wtmj nights uh dave has been a friend on twitter of mine uh, we share a lot of similarities as far as sports and our thoughts on certain radio stations or former <laughs> radio stations yeah oh um, man you just coming out hot, swinging with the, yeah, the sad it news. sucks it sucks man it sucks but no for I those of you don't know uh am <laughs> station 1250 what, what what did it stand for wisconsin's sports the fan okay the fan. the fan they uh recently just shut down an entire radio station like in the yeah. middle of the day completely like, completely got rid of the coverage the middle, pulled the plug in the middle of a caller i think it was too wow just oh completely God, in the middle of a show just like that uh completely disbanded one of the only local sports talk radio stations uh, devoted in, to sports in, devo- devoted only Literally to sports. the only one i mean really if you want to be realistic the only one yeah and uh that gave like the the milwaukee fan base a, uh you know opportunity to call in which mm-hmm. is like the real like the worst part about it um, well you yeah. literally like it's weird because like i i am friends with a handful of people because of that radio station yeah like uh, people Our that friendship. I probably would have never have known, like literally right. me and Dave, uh, you know, there's a whole bunch of others uh, that you really wouldn't have become friends with without, without, without it. It sounds dramatic and it sounds maybe a little uh, hyperbolic. But it's true, though. Like it wouldn't, wouldn't have happened without him. Yeah, it, it's super unfortunate. And I mean, like you said, Brandon, the the chance that we actually 
run into each other, meet, converse. It's there, you know, through our through our mutual friendship of your family, right? Chanel, right. Yeah. a good friend of mine. Yeah. But it's it's very minuscule that we get this chance to to have you on and talk and all that if it's if the fan isn't a a thing. And uh for it to be gone is it's uh really are sad. We, are we at a week yet? Has it been gone a week yet? No, no. Tuesday. Tuesday. No. It's really only been that long. It I mean, it feels, feels like, like forever already. Yeah. That was, was a wild it's, story. It's unfortunate. Uh it's really unfortunate because it's a big it's owned by a big company, which is probably the downfall of it, uh, since it was purchased. And I'm not gonna get into you know the details of it, but uh it, it it really just is unfortunate because they did a lot of good things over there too, especially with the with the, the toy drive that they put on yeah. uh, leading up to Thanksgiving. I think it was a Thanksgiving week or maybe the week after or whatever it is. Uh, they've done a lot of good things. Sparky is, is a good friend of mine. Uh, huge respect to him. Uh, most of those hosts uh, were good friends of mine. A, a lot of advice that they've given me along my way of working into WTMJ. And it's, it's unfortunate and you don't want to see anybody lose their job. And the way it happened to them was just so shocking. And, and and they say it's a tough business, but I'm gonna tell you right now, that stuff doesn't happen all the time. And it's rare no, that they no. mid show, middle of the day, hey, by the way, you're done. That doesn't happen. Not, and not, all the full time employees, you know, they they get away with the severance or whatever. That's all good for maybe what whatever it might just saying they get something. <laughs> I, I heard just saying they get something. I'm not going to disclose listen, it. Listen, but I heard the details. The part time employees are screwed. Part time oh, all the part timers get nothing. I mean, they're they're yeah. just shit out of luck. Yeah. That's it. You get no more money coming in right and now. Scrambling. Radio and, station. And, and, thrives off their part-time employees too okay? and good for tim allen because he's one of my favorites and he bounced out right away uh to a, another local station um to do brewers post game so that was awesome to see that he's back on the air um so you just hope that these other guys can can bounce out and figure out where uh where they go from here it's been i mean most of them have only been at that station i've heard rumors on much of the other guys so I'm hoping that they are true and uh, dudes find some um, some other outlets. I'm sure people like Leroy Butler will get some type of airtime in some way, shape, or form. Gary Ellerson, too. That's another larger name. Um, but I had heard rumors on some of the guys. So I'm hoping that they're all come true. And I wish nothing, oh, good. nothing but the best. Because yeah, we'll get... I've already spoken with a lot of them. I was I hung out with a, a good portion of the part-time producers Tuesday night after it happened. Got them completely shit-faced before a Brewer game. <laughs> and uh, we just celebrated all night. So I, I wish nothing but the best for them. Good. Well, good stuff. They went to the they some of them went to the game, some of them didn't. Um, it's kind of hard to go to a brewer game now. It's pretty painful to watch if you've been engulfed in brewers baseball and if you were teased at the beginning of the year with this team and to see how they've performed post trade deadline post all-star break in this month of august um woof it's embarrassing in a in a sense too this is a team that after the josh Hader trade everyone was confused everyone was perplexed and uh brandon I'll tell you right now, me and Dave were very much in the boat of trading Josh Hader. We wanted him gone. We thought it was going to be at his peak value. Our only uh, caveat to that was we needed a bat. We wanted to get something. You know, I, 
I'm not saying we were going to package up Hayter and Williams to get Soto or anything like that, but we needed the Josh Bell would have been great. A Joey Gallo would have been something, you know what I mean? At least an effort to get a bat. And we were pretty pissed off when all of the prospects is what they were prospects, a lot of long-term projects for a team that seemed to be on a track to competing for a world series at least and guys that weren't even highly ranked uh for that matter yeah. you know yeah. I thought what biggest one was Estrie ruiz which was the number seven prospect but now we see josh Hader, and his performance so far in san diego which <laughs> also can get a e from you as well <laughs> and it's not been going well now i know he's a closer so numbers can get really inflated but his era is now sitting at 16.2 uh to add that on just to piss him off a little more but <laughs> I, I is this a phase for hater are the brewers in the lead on this trade i guess do you like the move now still do you hate the move now still because the move like i said has its pros has its cons in my eyes uh, let me get your take on it i know you're a big brewers guy big wisconsin yeah. sports like josh hater it was hard to see him go for sure but was there an idea in your head that was like okay this could be a good move for us for the future or for now even i was actually in i was still in the studios at wtmj and i was on twitter um i was actually getting ready to do some post-production work and i was on twitter obviously i just said that and i was getting ready to tweet out something about steve scafidi show and i saw jeff uh what is it Passan. Uh, i saw his tweet and i it said, you know, breaking brewers on the verge of trading Josh Hader. And like my heart just sank for a second because I was at first. And I remember, you know, Dave, I heard your calls going into the fan and I heard a few other radio personalities talk about trading him. And I said, you just at this moment, you can't trade him because number one, he's in he's one third of the puzzle, right? Like he's a big piece. You got to have the starting pitching. You got to have the, the middle to late relievers. I feel like you had that with Boxberger and obviously Williams. And I know they've had their struggles. Jake Cousins is working his way back. He's on a rehab assignment right now in AAA Nashville. So you felt like that was coming together. And then you're like, okay, you need the back end of the bullpen because that's what wins in October. We've seen it. Um, but the one thing that this team has been missing, and it's a reason I picked the Cardinals to win the division at the beginning of the year, not to toot my own horn, but I, I did, is because of the offense. There's no pop in that lineup. There's just none at all. You know, McCutcheon's a good story. He was great in 2011 and 2012 and had great run with Pittsburgh. And he's a good, really solid player, maybe Hall of Fame type player. I don't know. Um, Rowdy's kind of up and down. Willie's very much up and down. We're not going to ever see the Yelich that we, we've become accustomed to seeing uh, over the course of his first two years in Milwaukee. But they just didn't have anything in that lineup. So I thought if you're going to trade him, it's got to be for a bet. Like that would be the one thing where I would be like, okay. You're going right. out and you're getting, let's say, hypothetically, Josh Bell and the Nationals number seven prospect, whatever, throw a number out there. I'd have been okay with that. I'd have been perfectly fine with that. Yeah. Uh, and, and then you see it's going to San Diego, the trade for Josh Hader. But they're also in on Juan Soto. So you're like, okay, well, what, what prospects are we getting? Because if you're going to get Soto, you're obviously getting rid of at least your top, I don't know, three, four, five prospects. So I was, you know, you, I was unsure exactly how, what the return was going to be. And then you see uh, Ruiz and then you see Gasser and then they, Taylor Rogers and then Lamette and, and then they let go of Lamette. Um, and it was just, it kind of left my head scratch, you know, scratching my head like, okay, what the hell 
is David Stern's plan. And then, you know, another layer to the cake, you hear David Stern's talk and then you hear Atanasio talk and Atanasio blames David Stern's for it. And you're like, what, what is going on? Like, what is the direction here? What is truly going on? And, you know, Ruiz, is he going to be a good piece? He could be, you know, 63 stolen bases in AAA this year. That's insane. Yeah, uh, I believe his OPS. Yeah, his numbers are crazy good. I mean, and he's I, got again, really like, good stats for AAA numbers. It's like a 900 really OPS. And, yeah. And I think people, people are like, oh, we didn't get their top five prospects. I'm not sure you were going to ever get that for a relief pitcher, Josh Chater. That's what he is. Uh, who's due $16 million next year. And then eventually he's going well, to probably. Would you take, would you take the, is it Taylor Rogers or Trevor Rogers? Yeah. Which, Taylor, one, Taylor, which Rogers. one do we have? Taylor, right? Yeah. yeah. Trevor Rosenthal. Yeah. God, Jesus. that guy. Uh, so you get the Taylor Rogers for Josh Hader. You kind of draft your trade for him thinking he can be a replacement. It, whatever, wherever you want in the closer role, whether, whether it's him, whether it's Williams, Boxberger, whoever wanted to take that spot. I think it was Williams locked yep. up. Uh, for it but you get that guy to kind of bring in that lefty late reliever right I think the fan base would have been more excited and more accepting if you got CJ Abrams or something instead of Rogers and maybe the money didn't line up and I, I I'm not a GM okay I get it but if you get a young exciting prospect or a bat or something I and the really underrated farm system right now is this Milwaukee Brewers farm system. It is. I mean, actually. it's getting, it's it getting loaded by the point. minute. It feels yeah. like, yeah. Last I saw it was ranked like 25th. Yeah. Like. I I'm telling you, I'm really excited <laughs> about these bats. They got in the minor. Nashville I might think, be able to beat Milwaukee right now. And I'm not yes, even kidding. Yes. It's, it's seriously, <laughs> it seems like that at times. And I'm excited for Churio to come up. We got Garrett yep. Mitchell looks really good for next season. Joey Weimer. There's a lot of great guys, and now Ruiz, you can even add to that as well, too. I just think the move seemed like such a seller move with a team that was pushing the fan base to get behind a championship contending team for the last few years. Okay? And the idea and, of biting the apple. And maybe, maybe, maybe that's me as an optimistic, super excited fan for baseball, but... After 2018, it sure seemed like this team was making the right moves to try to get this team in a position to make a move. Look at like Tampa Bay's kind of done to get there at yeah. that spot. And now time, they've yep. done a great job developing this pitching and they got no bats. Absolutely yeah. none. I'm sorry. Rowdy Telez is our best bat, man. And he's just not a he's not an he's all-star not level it. bat. He shouldn't be that best bat. Um, so I Christian Yelich is never gonna be the Christian Yelich, like you said. He gets on base. He's got a new role on the team. I think the fans have to accept that now. He is now our leadoff hitter. He is no longer our three hitter. He is the guy that is meant to get on base. Um, I, I think he's going to do well at that. It's just not going to be $27 million. The move seemed like such a sell for a team that wanted the fan base to buy. Yeah, and I think if you look at it too, you know, and I'm not defending the ownership because I don't like the ownership of the Milwaukee Brewers. 2018 was their okay we're going all in like that was it you know you didn't have the starting pitching you had now you obviously had Woodruff uh, who started in game seven against in the NLCS and you had um or actually maybe Woodruff didn't start that game either way no I think he did 
Um, Corbin Burns was member cut well, Corbin Burns in 2018 was coming out of the bullpen. So they had like a weird he was type rough. of roster. Yeah. But like they were loaded. I mean, Yasmani yeah. Grandal, Mike Moustakis, Ryan Braun, Christian Yelich. I mean, a gauntlet, an absolute gauntlet. That was your, that was the more, that was them saying, okay, this is it. And it didn't work. I mean, it didn't work. You couldn't get over the Dodger hump. And obviously the following year, you know, you failed in, in Washington. Then 2020 was a mess. And then, uh, last year against the, the the Braves. So I think we've seen a decline, steadily decline from 2018, where the Brewers pushed all their chips in. And I don't believe I they operated in the red crap. I could care less. You have a small market, you know, maybe, maybe what is it, Milwaukee? Fifth uh, in, in as far as like the smallest markets, they're like number five. Like they're, they're tiny. Ooh, I thought they were the smallest market. Uh, no, yeah, in I, the MLB, maybe uh, they're down there. I, I can get that up too. Uh, there's a few... There's a few that surprised me that, that I, remember, I remember looking at it a couple of weeks, a couple months ago, either way, but you're always in the top 10, at least in merchandise. You're always in the top 10 yeah. in ticket sales. Uh, you know what I mean? I mean, people are camping out in February to get season tickets for the Brewers and opening day tickets. Like you do pretty well. I don't want to hear the operating in red crap, um, but it's just, it was a seller mentality at that moment because going into that trade deadline, you were six and one coming out of the all I believe it was six and one coming out of the all-star break. I mean, you were right. You were in the driver's seat. And, and I said that that was going to be a problem because of that, yeah. that offensive spurt that they had, they were going to be okay with their bats, which right. I, I mean, that is, that is literally one of the worst possible things you can do for a team is to have an offensive, uh, you know, um, run, I should say right before the trade deadline. Having yeah. that, you know, where you're, what would you say, six and one is freaking killer. It's and then, so well, I think bad. It's a psychological effect, too. De- Devin Williams looked like somebody ran over his dog in the locker room. Like, he looked defeated. Like, physically and mentally just looked depleted. Like, the dude didn't know what to do. He's never been a part of a trade before. Um, and I could see it if you know. If you were, you know, 20 games under 500 or you just it just wasn't your year and you know, hater, you're going to want, you don't want to pay hater $20 million for getting three outs. Uh, and look, I mean, hindsight's always 2020. What is going on with hater? I don't know if anybody's going to know, but if, if it turns out that that's just Josh haters prime is gone. He doesn't, he's not, he hasn't been the same pitcher in two months. Uh, if that's who it is and, and you walk away and you got Ruiz and you got gasser and gasser is maybe a, an Eric Lauer type pitcher, you know, mid nineties fastball, uh, maybe you're three or four and Ruiz comes in as a utility outfielder and he can plug and play him kind of wherever. And he's one of those guys you can get on base and move him around and, and, and drop a bunt and, and move and put, put uh, pressure on pitchers, then fine. You know, but if Hader regains his form and he's back to being the, the all-star closer that we're, we've been, been accustomed to, then I still think it's, it's a bad trade. Um, but these things always take a little bit of time. There's always a little bit right now. It looks like the Brewers are like, okay with it because, Josh Hader's like Tommy said, six sixteen point two ERA right now. Well, it, here's the thing: even if Hader stays bad, right, this is still a loss in my opinion for the Brewers. I know you said, "Oh, he's a relief pitcher." So, how did you expect that? Well, let me give you another comparison. Aroldis Chapman was the best reliever in baseball a couple of years ago when uh, the the Cubs traded for him yep. in their yep. championship run. And you know who they got back? They got back the top prospect from the Yankees, the top prospect in baseball, 
So, you know, to say that Hader couldn't have garnered that type of haul, I don't know about that. that and especially Glaber Torres. Yeah, Glaber yeah. Torres. And, yeah. and especially Hader it was better, or I guess at the time was better than Hader was on the best reliever run in a long time in baseball. He was on his Eric Gagne shit. I mean, he's the three of the last four years, the NL reliever of the year. I mean, this guy was but I think, lights out. I think the month of July probably hurt it a little bit though. His, his I mean, his ERA was over yeah. 12. And I think, you know, they'll not, they're not going to come out and say, yeah, we've been shopping him around. I mean, he, haters been linked to the Yankees for the last two years, you know, being traded. Um, so I think he's been shopped around, especially when you had Devin Williams, coming up and he's a hell of a lot cheaper um but you know regardless i don't know how much he was shopped around i had i tend to think he was and and on top of that to add to your point with devin williams he almost didn't look ready to step up i mean he you know he was like scared and yeah, he, he well, that's also on the staff for not preparing. He, yeah, he, they should have told him that at the pretty beginning much of the year cooling. that this could have happened. He wanted to be the setup guy the whole year. He had no intentions of going into that closing role. He did not look ready for it. And the first time they put him in there, you know, was it the Cubs game when he gave up just absolute bombs? I, I forget who yeah. they were playing, but just got wrecked, blew the save instantly. And it's messed with his psyche completely. It looks like the changeup is not as confident. And you know, with a pitch that you're throwing 84 miles an hour, you got to throw it with confidence. Like I, I get it. It moves a lot, but holy shit, if it's going to hang, it's going to be batting practice. So yeah, it, I, I don't know. This hater trade is, I mean, if, if it, if it makes you feel any better, if, if it makes you feel any better and it probably doesn't, cause this is only my opinion. I didn't think they were going to win the world series with or without Josh. Hader. Yeah. I didn't, think, sure. they were gonna, I didn't sure. think they were going to win a playoff series to be honest with you. And right yeah. now, they're not going to the playoffs, so Definitely I really not. don't no. think I really don't think it matters. And what's going to end up happening? So, so is council thing, out? Council's gone? No, council's not going. No, he's, no. he's safe. He's think safe. So? As as he's much gonna as get bailed out for this sorry ass team. He's, well, you know, and I don't want to sit there and say it's never because I'm a big Craig Council. I'm not going to say he's he's innocent, but uh, you can only work with what you got. I mean, he they he doesn't yeah. have anybody in the offense. I mean, there's nobody hitting. There's I just want to promote Chris Hook. I love Chris Hook. I mean, he's look at what he's done. We are the Tampa Bay of the NL. Whatever we do with that pitching rotation, it seems like we can find something. And I'm very confident well, the, in our ability to develop pitchers. And that's the thing. If you're looking at the Josh Hader trade and you get gasser, you're like, okay, well, he's young. I think he's 21. I mean, what can he do in that lab? Can they turn him into – when Corbin Burns was coming, I'm not comparing him to Corbin Burns, but when Corbin Burns was coming up, Corbin Burns wasn't going to be, nobody thought he was going to be an ace either. I mean, he took a lot of time. They thought he was going to come out of the bullpen, which he did in 2018 for the playoffs. Um, but they thought he was going to be kind of a, a middle reliever. Nobody said, predicted a Cy Young uh, historical season out of Corbin Burns. I'm not saying Robert Gasser is going to have that type of trajectory. However, if you get him in that lab and you let him do a little bit of, 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 of developing and working, and if you can get a number three a pitcher out of him, if he can become your three and Ruiz can become your kind of utility outfielder and Josh Hader has fallen off the, the side of the earth, is that a win, Dave? I mean, that has to be. I, I think it has to be. To me, it's I mean, breaking you're, you're, even. To me, it's breaking even. And that's just, maybe that's me being pessimistic. Uh, but I, I think you know that I have not been in on this Brewers team at all no, you this entire yeah. year. Me and, either. And Tom I've has been more to two or less games, felt that dude. same way. Two games. 
me and Tommy get free tickets and I've gone to all two the time. Games. Yeah. I've gone to, I've gone to, I think one or two games as well. Uh, I just shelled out. Uh, I just shelled out over $200 at the Milwaukee milkman game today. Like to me, that, that was where I wanted to be. And uh, you know, I watched them crank out nine runs with, with I think one home run. So like yeah, I, I'll go and watch some small ball and uh, enjoy my life out there. I'm, I'm, I'm curious too. And I don't want to jump the gun with you guys. I'm curious if like, September comes around and they're just like, okay, we're seven, let's say uh, maybe five games out of the wild card. Let's call up Freelick. Let's call up Mitchell. Let's call up Rui. I mean, I'm sorry. I wish. Is a better I really option. hope they will. Freelick is, is a better option than Tyrone Taylor, dude. I mean, he just I, I, I really want all those guys to come up. I would love the whole month of September. Bring them all. Get yeah. some spark into this. I will guarantee. Like that could will, just be some sort of story that gets a little people going. I will guarantee that comes up because he already has uh, some major yeah. league at bats. He so does. you might as well see yeah. what he can do because his service exactly. clock has already started. Yeah. I bet yeah. you Sal Freelick does as well. Because I would love it. Dude, he is on, him. he is on fire right now. Nuts. Is he, is Four he bad for 400 right now? <laughs> yeah. He's, he's on fire. And then Churio, I mean, Start him in double A next year. Start oh, yeah. Please a. give me He'll all the bumped. Jackson Cheerios. You'll get bumped. So excited for, for sure. that. Yes. Yeah. You know what? I mean, that was great. That was great for baseball. I'm I'm still I don't think we'll ever get to the bottom of this Josh Hader trade. It's gonna be no, and we're gonna need a couple of years to see who really wins it, right? Honestly. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So and Dave and Dave said it might just be a wash either way, and that's that's very possible too. However, I would say if 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 Gasser and Ruiz turn to be anything decent. Um, and hater kind of falls off. I think that's a win for the Brewers. But again, like you said, Tommy, it's going to be, you're going to be looking at two to three years. I think if the Brewers sign Corbin Burns, it's a win too. Right. I, I think we have to look at it like that as well, too. If that's the Brewers sign Corbin Burns, that's a W as well. Cause they had to get rid of hater to sign Burns. Yeah. Cause he was going to demand 20. He's going to demand 20 plus after arbitration. 25 plus. Yeah. That's just yeah. Ridiculous. ridiculous. Yeah. Which for three outs, I get it. It's great, but for a guy that's getting three outs, I just I, I don't want to have that small market mentality. But my God, that's a lot of money, man. That's a lot. I guess it's not my money, but it's a lot. Of it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get into the NFL, okay? We are only a couple Thank of weeks God. away. I <laughs> am so excited for football. The dog days of baseball. I mean, only only us can we make <laughs> twenty minutes out of a Josh Hader trade that pissed us off so bad. This is why we need local sports radio, okay? Yeah, Hunter, amen on that, dude. Amen. Packers season is right around the corner. I'm super excited to talk about that. I don't want to start with them right away, but we're gonna go through these divisions. Let's give just a little bit of insight on what we might see out of some of these teams. Give our thoughts, who we feel good on, maybe a sleeper team that some of us feel better on than others. I know we're not going to agree on every single pick. Where do you want to start, Dave? Uh, start off with the champion. Let's go with the NFC West. NFC West off the rip. Okay. Uh, one of the better divisions in the NFC. I would say probably the best division in the NFC. Um, this team, These teams are Should pretty be. loaded. Uh, well, it's pretty top heavy because the Seahawks are so at the bottom of this. Um, I'm Okay, Brandon. More Christian Yelich home runs this season or Drew Locke touchdown passes? <laughs> what is Yelich at? Nine right now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's God, on that's, he's that's on a one a month. Bad, he, with this pace, he'll be at 10. Now, Drew Locke God. is predicted to be the backup to Geno Smith this year. 
But you know that job has got to be up in the air. Um, I can't imagine that Gino's not, or excuse me, that Drew's not going to be starting. He traded for him. I mean, I think, God, I can't believe Gino's still in the league. Like, whatever. <laughs> Good for him. But Good for yeah, him. I, I think I'm going to go with Drew Lock touchdowns because I do think he is going to become the starter at some point this year. I'm going to have to tweet out that Drew Lock. He's got a hose hype video again when he gets named the starter. <laughs> That's one of my favorite videos ever. I, I it's so it's so great the edits you know, on that. This is this is going to come down to the wire. We did this last year with uh per, or was it no hitters versus Pujols home runs and oh, it got it was getting really close. close. Like there was dangerously what? close. Well, then they banned the sticky stuff. Yep. Like we were going to yeah, win that bet if they didn't yeah. ban sticky stuff. There was like seven no hitters and nine Pujols home runs like it was really close that's, that's, that's gonna funny. be ours this year it's Yelich home runs and Drew Lock touchdown passes uh yes so I think Seattle's at the bottom of this division this oh, team yeah. they got their wide receivers locked up but they have zero quarterback ready to do this I think they're tanking I wonder if Pete Carroll's out after this year this is an out to get him out of there get a whole new start uh but then we get to third and when we get to third place I think I'm going to put the San Francisco 49ers here, okay? And I know this was the team in the NFC Championship game last year, but I think this quarterback situation is going to be really weird to start the season. Uh, putting a lot of faith in his second year, maybe he's got a big jump. If you want to trust Jimmy to start, which I don't think they're doing, his head's obviously not going to be in the right place. They've been trying to trade him all offseason. And I think that that could cause for – I think their defense is going to be insane. I think they still can make the playoffs, you know, with what? Doesn't like – don't like 48 teams make the playoffs in the NFL yeah, playoff format now? Yeah, Looks like yeah. the MLB playoffs. Yeah, it's something like <laughs> that, right? It, I think it's seven or eight now. Seven. Seven make the playoffs. They'll definitely be in the contention for that and probably get that convincingly. But I, I'm not in love with their quarterback situation. Who, who do you guys have at third in this division? For me, it's Arizona. I, I don't trust Arizona. I don't trust Kyler Murray. Having uh, D-Hop out for, what, six games, I think it mm -hmm. is, is going mm -hmm. to play a huge factor. Uh, they still got a bunch of old-ass players that you know they're relying off of the fact that uh, of their name value. I'm looking at you, J.J. Watt. Uh, to me, I don't buy into anything with the Arizona Cardinals. I think they're better than the, than the Seahawks. That's fair. But... Ugh. Yeah, I'm I'm going to go with Dave on this one, too, because I'll tell you why uh, defensively between Arizona and, and San Francisco, I'm not sure it's it's close. And that's why I give the nod to San Francisco. And if Trey Lance has a little bit of a jump, don't be surprised if they win the division this year, because Matt Stafford's not healthy, bad elbow, uh, kind of need that to throw the football. Um, and uh, I think. Arizona is just a team that we've kind of seen what they do. They start out really good. They started out four and zero, five and zero, six and zero. Last year it was eight and zero, and then the Packers go in and beat them. Um, Kyler Murray got paid. Is he going to be the same player when he comes back? I don't know. No D Hop. JJ Watt's pretty much done. Um, the offensive line is questionable. Where's the playmakers coming from on the offensive side for Arizona? You know, it's it's a they're a good team. I just think San Francisco is 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 much better uh, overall, especially. I'm not saying it's preseason, but Trey Lance looked pretty good the first couple of weeks this uh, 
well, preseason. Look, He's a guy that get, Kyle Shanahan. If we get weeks one through six, Kyler Murray for 17 weeks, like be <laughs> oh, careful. Yeah. You're, you're, you know, be careful. That team's going to be dangerous, right? And if, they bring if. in they bring in Hollywood Brown. I know a lot of people aren't too high on him, but the role he's going to play in the first six games, especially, is going to be huge. You don't know how he's going to react with that. Lamar Jackson cannot throw as well as Kyler Murray. He cannot. All right, that's no. a fact. That's why Kyler's already been paid. Now, I get it. The defense. I give the nod to San Francisco. I I'm scared for Trey Lance the first to come out here. I I can put more faith in Kyler week one this year than I can Trey Lance. I I guess I can know more later, but right now I think you got to take the edge on the team with the quarterback you like more. And I like Kyler Murray more than I like Trey Lance. And that's fair. I mean, he's proved he's, he's, he's more of a proven guy and that, and that's fine. I, I mean, just we were talking Kyle about Shanahan. Kyler Murray MVP week eight last year, you know, that's true. But I'll do that for take, the past two years. I'll still take, I I'll take coaching over Arizona on the San Francisco side. I'll take yep. Kyle Shanahan yeah. over, over Kingsbury again, you know, uh, I mean, just the cutest yeah. football being played between those two with all those motions. And Arizona's and had such yeah. a weird off season though, too. Like Arizona's off season has been weird, man. Like first the Kyler Murray stuff where he didn't want to play. Then he wanted to get traded. Then he signed, but then he couldn't play video games. Then he played call shit. of like, duty too much. Right. Yeah. yeah like it was, <laughs> then they were like, then Arizona was like, never mind. We're going to take it out. It's weird. It's a weird vibe over there and i just I, i'm not buying into them this year yeah inmates running the asylums brandon that's exactly what that is <laughs> and then that means all of us have the defending champs on top the los angeles rams um matt stafford cooper cup i mean just cap Aaron space Donald. up the ass yeah. everywhere I, I don't know how Stupid talented yeah yes an Fuck amazing team a very fun team to watch and shout out to cooper cup for just being a fantasy god last year i mean <laughs> loved having him on my team it was amazing i do you think these guys have a chance to repeat do you think they are one of the top teams in the nfc right now and well, maybe the favorites it, to be back in the super bowl it all depends on matt stafford i guess really with the elbow you know i i like i'm yeah i mean i, I again it's gonna sound weird i just you know green bay gets out of divisional round i think green bay wallops uh la and in, in lambo uh, just like they did two months prior to that in November. Um, again, it's all, it doesn't matter because it never happened, but um, they're a good team. If you can get them away from LA uh, in the winter, I think they're a different team, but they're talented. They're well coached. Uh, they now have unlocked that championship mentality and they're going to be a tough out no matter who they play this year. If they can remain healthy, if Matthew Stafford's healthy, I'd give the nod to LA. If he is banged up all year and he's in and out, or he misses the first couple of weeks. I'm I'm not even sure if he's practiced yet. Uh, then I'm giving the nod to San Francisco. Well, I mean that that comes out to every team though. Is that health factor? There's always one team that just completely eats it with injuries. I could easily see it being the L.A. Rams. They're they're an old yeah. team, man. They're they're not they very young, and uh, you know all of their star players have some seasoning on them, even dudes like Cooper Cup. So yeah. if they end up staying healthy, hell yeah. I mean, give them the fucking nod. But, yeah. man, there's a lot of injury-riddled dudes on that. So I, I, I still think they win the division, but I wouldn't be surprised if they end up being second. 
Yeah. Let's get us I, to. That's, that's how I oh, go ahead. Finish up. No, you're good. Ready? I agree with Dave. Yep. You're good. Let's go to the AFC or the NFC South. Uh, I think this is one of the more underwhelming divisions in the NFC, My probably problem. the worst one. <laughs> uh, at the bottom of this division, I have to put Atlanta. Uh, this Atlanta team looks like they are selling. Uh, they they have Marcus Mariota starting. They have Desmond Ritter ready to come in probably week eight. Week 10 in my head is kind of where I'm seeing him. We'll probably see him this year because they're not going to like what they're going to see with Mariota, maybe. Another dude that always is hurt. Uh, Cordell Patterson will have 700 yards in the first three games, though. That's just what he does as well. Another <laughs> guy, just absolute beginning of the season warriors, always. Uh, Net, like, I think Atlanta could be probably the worst team in the NFC. I see them that far at the bottom of this. I mean, they got their star player, Calvin Ridley's out the entire year. Uh, you know, you, there's so many vowels in the wide receiving cores, last names. I don't know how to pronounce any of their last names. There's so <laughs> many. I, I got to get hooked on phonics to watch an Atlanta Falcons game, okay? I, I don't know if they're going to be able to compete with the two bottom teams in their division, even. I am not a fan of Atlanta this yeah, year. And I, I think they are. Mariota's hurt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, I, I'm I'm going to sell them. I'm going to say they're the worst team in the NFC. Uh, I, no, no. There's, I'm thinking they'll be in the top five, but I have two distinct other NFC teams, one being the Seattle Seahawks and another one that we'll talk about later that I think are going to be worse. <laughs> Yeah, I think we can all agree that Atlanta's probably going to be at the bottom of the of the barrel there. I don't think Carolina's going to be a whole lot better, but they'll be better. Um, I, the NFC South is just really weird, man, because nobody knows that. Like, Brady's just gone. Uh, New Orleans is, like, in a, you know, they're rephasing their team without Sean Payton. Dennis Allen's there. Defensively, they look good still. Um, they have a lot of uh, swagger on that defense still. But offensively, Kamara... Michael Thomas, like they're kind of the wild card, I think, in that division. And I and I wouldn't be surprised uh, if Tampa starts out slow and New Orleans doesn't because not having Brady and he's lost another offensive lineman yesterday. Tom Brady, that is. Yeah, I I think Carolina is also near their second lowest in this division. I'm I'm not buying into Carolina stock. I don't think that Baker Mayfield makes them a no. whole lot better. I'll say he's probably a better option than Sam Darnold. Congrats. Definitely. But, uh, I, I don't <laughs> think it really does much more. I really like Jameis, man. I, I was one of those guys that if Aaron Rodgers was going to leave, give me Jameis, dude. I would okay. take him in Green Bay. I, that no gunslinger way. mentality, he's going to make plays for you, okay? Green Bay's got he that. Might, they got he, I, he might, -Love, he might baby. throw it the other way. I, Let's look, go! I'm not a Jordan Love hater. I'm not a Jordan Love hater. But I will say, Jameis would be electric in the green and gold. Absolutely amazing. So, like, here's I think he could sneak a seven seed playoff berth with that Saints team. I, I don't think they're. Michael Thomas looks like he's back in full form and he's one of their be best players. I wouldn't be surprised if they win the division, to be quite honest with you. I really wouldn't. They've given Tom Brady fit since he's gotten to Tampa. He has yeah. not beaten. He's struggled mightily against them. Uh, Outside of the playoffs. Since he, yeah. I mean, since he's joined Tampa Bay, defensively, they give him fits. And offensively, 
if you got a healthy Michael Thomas and you got a healthy Alvin Kamara, uh, the receiver that they just signed, he, he's leaving my head right now, Landry. Uh, um, and Chris Olave as well. Uh, Tyron Matthew on defense. Like, they've got dudes, man. I would not be surprised if that's the four seed winners of the NFC's health. So, hear me out. I'm not opposed to the idea of a Carolina success year. Oh, I'm not saying they're going to win Stop. the damn division. No. But I personally feel that Baker Mayfield has a lot of potential that has not been met very well because of the fact that he's had terrible offensive line play mm. pretty much since he's gotten into the NFL. That dude gets a pocket. I think Baker impresses you and uh, does a lot better. Again, I'm not saying Carolina. How many wins. games McCaffrey get this year? Six. Oh my God, I hate McCaffrey. Six games yeah. are we giving him? Yeah, like, I would say, yeah, probably till the middle of October. More than likely. Give me like some Chuba no, Hubbard. Give me some Chuba I'm, I'm all in on Saints making a little bit of a run. A little bit. And I... I'm not betting against Tom Brady. I refuse right to now. do that. I wouldn't so. either. I wouldn't either, but uh, you lose an all-pro center. Um, he's lost his right guard. It's it's a, it, You don't have Gronk there. Um, you know, receivers-wise, they're they're pretty good still. You know, we- weapons-wise, they're pretty good. Defensively, they're still pretty good. Um, getting um, the guy out of Chicago, his name leaves my head. Uh, the defensive lineman is a good get for them. Like, they've they've made some good – uh, you know, signings in the offseason, they're still going to be up there. But oh, I yeah, just, yeah. I would, um, what the hell is his name? Yeah, I can't remember, I can't remember the dude's name. Yeah, um, it's, it's, from yeah. Chicago. he's really good anyway. The D he, uh, I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Who are we talking about? The D lineman from Chicago that signed with them. Team Hicks. He was with Chicago, Hicks, last, he was with Chicago the last four years. He's he was an all pro like two years. Akeem Hicks. Hicks, that's it. Yeah. Akeem Hicks, yep. yeah. He went yep. down to Tampa. You pair him with what they already have down there. I mean, that's pretty good for them, but I just, I just wouldn't sleep on, on new Orleans. Let's get to the NFC East and talk about them a little bit. Bottom feeder. I just wait, just wait until (laughs) you have to hear this Jalen Hurtsness. All right. Just, Oh, how dare you stop it. The Giants and the Commanders can fight at the bottom all they want. I yeah, yeah. I don't know if the Commanders are better with Carson Wentz at quarterback. Are we really? I I am a. I, I would like to be more positive to Carson Wentz, but I thought he was holding that Colts team back tremendously last year. Uh, I don't know if Matt Ryan's the answer, but we'll get to that later. Of the NFC, I, is that your other team, Dave? Oh, that's the bottom. Yes. That's the one I'm not. Uh, I, oh, God. Daniel Jones is trash. He is the worst Terrible. starting quarterback in the league. I don't care what anyone says. Danny Nichols. Baby. I wish Danny I wish Nichols. people talked about the Daniel Jones selection like they talk about the Jordan Love selection. Because I'll tell you right now, Jordan Love is starting over Daniel Jones uh, if he's in New yes. York. Yes. Uh, guaranteed. Daniel Jones is a top 10 pick, and Jordan Love is still talked about three this- years later. The disrespect that Jordan loves gets and the, I guess the over-respect that Daniel Jones gets because they, everyone talks about him and why and he plays he in New not York. shown anything good. I don't get it. I really don't. I don't understand it. The dude's awful. I, 
think Philly comes in second, though. I, I second yeah. last? No, second place. Oh. Um, I, I, like I said, Washington, New York, fight at the bottom for all you want. I don't think they're on par with these next two teams. I have Philly coming in second, maybe again, because like I said, they everyone makes the playoffs in the NFL now. If they can, they can be that team to compete as well. They'll be that in the hunt graphic in December. Yeah. You know, everyone's favorite graphic. I don't think they're better than Dallas. I I think McCarthy's going to start settling in a little more. I don't think Dallas is proving a lot to try to tell us they're going to win playoff games. I guess, but they are a team that's definitely near the top of the NFC. They have that potential. A lot of people like Dak Prescott. I, I can see him being a pretty successful quarterback in the NFL. I think it all depends on how well they run the ball and how Zeke plays a little bit, because when they are that hard nosed West coast run styled right down your throat football team, the Dallas Cowboys are fun football to watch, man. It's, it's like art, what they do with the linemen there. Uh, I think that they're better than Philly. I don't think AJ Brown is the move that Philly, I I think he does add a dynamic to Philadelphia that they haven't had in a while with a all pro level wide receiver. I just really am not a fan of the Jalen hurts at quarterback move. I'm just not there yet, man. And I don't think you want the guy there who can't really throw the ball come this 2020 you say this uh jalen hurts just played uh started the other the other day went six for six for 80 yards i look he's a duncan dunker man i i don't like his arm it's noodle bro it's an absolute noodle it doesn't matter if he's a dinkin dunker if that's what happens and you get 10 yards in three uh, three four downs who the fuck cares yeah, I you mean, can that, dig a dunk, run down the clock, and this fucking team is gonna look really good. I, I personally feel this all comes down to Jalen Hurts. You know, I've been Tom knows I've been a big Jalen Hurts guy uh, since he came into the league. I thought he was going to do uh, decent enough. I thought he was going to prove the doubters, and he more or less proved it last season. So we're gonna have to see what he did to kind of transform. I think he ended up putting on like ten to fifteen pounds this off season. And I, I mean, if that's muscle, especially arm strength, yeah, I'm down with Jalen hurts. Yeah. I, I, uh, I think even if Jalen hurts has a, is good, you know, let's say he's above average. I, I don't think it's enough where it matters. I think Dallas is too loaded uh, all over the football field. Although their secondary is a question mark, you know, Micah Parsons turns out has turned out to be a stud. Um, yeah. Offensively, they're going to be who they've always been. They're going to, control the line of scrimmage they're gonna attempt to run the ball with Zeke I don't know where he's gonna be at uh entering his second year in his new deal um you got rid of Amari Cooper which was a a head scratcher for me uh even as a non-Cowboys fan I don't know what if that's a guy I would have gotten rid of I think a lot of what Amari Cooper did didn't go on on paper and a lot of it was CD Lamb was benefiting from uh so We'll see how they are. CeeDee Lamb's obviously going to attract much more of a, a game plan than he did last year, uh, especially without Amari Cooper, like I just mentioned. So, but I, I like, I love, big fan of Dak Prescott. Uh, I'm not a fan of the Cowboys, but I do love Dak Prescott. I like what he's about off the field. I think he's a great player on the field. Um, I just think they're too strong. 
from a roster standpoint uh that philly is and 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 again it wouldn't surprise me though it's kind of like the nfc south it wouldn't surprise me and if you notice a, a trend with every division we've gone over it's really like there's two teams and you could be like well i could see them i could see them it's going to be every division in football really maybe except the afc west um because all four teams could win the division uh but it's going to be one of those divisions where it's 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 probably going to come down to last two three weeks of the year and it's going to be between Dallas and, and Philly. And I think we all can agree that uh, Washington and New York will be fighting for the top 10 seating in the, uh, in the draft. And that's what they're going to be fighting for, but it's definitely going to, in my opinion, it's going to be Dallas. I feel Dallas too. I mean, they are the better team. I'm not uh, you know going to say that Jalen hurts is uh, going to help win them the, the division, but I think that if they win, it's going to be because of Jalen hurts. Oh, Dallas yeah, is a loaded yeah. team. Yeah, especially well when you go out and get AJ Brown too. I mean, you go out and and spend, you know, you go out and and, and cash in for a player like that. You're going to expect big things out of the quarterback for sure. Big things, big things to come. We'll see. We'll see in Philly. Those fans are brutal. They're brutal. They'll chase him out. They will. They'll do it. NFC North. Um our Green Bay Packers uh kind of own this division as of late. Um Starting at the bottom, the Chicago Bears, man, this team might oh, have the God. number one overall pick. They could also be at the bottom, I guess, too. They they are they're rough, man. I don't know if Justin Fields is their guy. If they like what he's doing down there, there's mixed feelings, I think, about Justin mm-hmm. Fields. Last year didn't give you a whole lot of hope, I think. And what do they have? to be excited for other than that their best player doesn't want to play there anymore and you can't really build a team around a middle linebacker anymore i don't think not the 80s <laughs> uh this bears team man oh is it this could be the worst bears team we see in a while i think they're at the bottom of this division i hope so because i hate them <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, put it lightly i uh i do hope you're right i just don't know I don't know because Justin Fields is the wild card and he had, you know, seven touchdowns, the 10 interceptions last year, he played what 13 weeks uh, for oh, them. Uh, most of the year, a good chunk of the year um, offensively commit is decent. Darnell Mooney is good. Mooney David, is very fun. I'll admit that. I like David watching Montgomery's Mooney. a back. Um, they got, they got more the weapons. I think, than, I think they got more weapons than, people want to give them credit for um defensively they're kind of up and down too they've lost you know defensively they used to be that's what carried them you know jackson in the secondary and they got um what's his name uh that they drafted in the second round last year i mean brisker's got a thumb injury he's out possibly until week one now their second round draft pick this year they're kind of a weird team their offensive line sucks like it's bad, bad, bad. Um, can Justin Fields even survive? Like if he plays a full year, can he survive? Cause I guarantee you green Bay in week two is going to EAT that line. They are going to eat them alive uh, in, in week two. And then it's going to be fun to watch, but it, the, Detroit's the other, like they're everybody's like, Oh, I love Detroit because they're watching them on hard knocks now. And Dan oh, Campbell. are you watching them on hard knocks though? I haven't watched it yet. I don't, oh. I like watching it when it's done. So I could just, binge the whole thing yeah um, so i haven't i haven't watched them yet um but they're like another it's team like so good like what do you do with jared goff's not gonna win games right like oof. 
But Dan I, Campbell might. Dan Campbell might win games. Do I mean, Staley ready to suit up? Do Staley might just hop in and win some Deuce games? Do Staley? He I've heard. To. Yeah, I mean, I heard some things about him. Uh, He's nuts. He's probably the best character, right? Between him or Dan, I mean, yeah. Well, Dan's <laughs> Dan's by default. I mean, Do yeah. Staley is just also amazing. Fuck Aiden I think, Hutchinson. He's annoying. Oh, we'll get could, to Hard Knocks. We'll get to Hard Knocks. I think you could. I think you could put Detroit in Chicago and just flip a coin. I, I mean. I think Chicago is going to be better than Detroit, but again, it wouldn't surprise me if it was the other way around. I just think there's more talent on Chicago than people, uh, you know, tend to I was big. I was big on Byron Pringle. I I've said this for the past year. I think that that is a guy that, uh, has far more to prove. I don't know if you see it in Chicago, but I think that that's a guy that could be uh, a missing piece for a team. I love Darnell Mooney. I think he is uh, really damn good, but he's again in that category of it's unfortunate you play for Chicago. Uh, yeah. But like Tom says, Roquan Smith does not want to play. And he's playing that now. dude, yeah, well, we'll have to wait and yeah. see. For now. He, For he, now. He, he's back to practicing now, but yeah, I agree. And Robert Quinn is going to be the top midseason trade target all, you know, up until the deadline. I want to put Detroit above them. I really do. I don't think Detroit is going to come out and surprise anyone with a run at the division or a second place finish for that matter. I think they're a seven win team, maybe on their best day on their, in their best year. Uh, I love Amon Ross St. Brown. I think he does add a lot to that offense. Jared goof, Jared Goff. I don't know. (laughs) Love him. Uh, He's, (laughs) He's not the guy, I don't think. It's definitely not David Blau. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, <laughs> David Blau. That that was a rough hard knocks reference right there, if you watched that already. Uh, and I think they got a nice run game, too, with Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift, that dual game they got. Hawk can do a lot, too. The defense, we'll have to see what it can do. They drafted heavy on the defensive side. Uh, they're going to have Dan Campbell in their corner, giving them the best halftime speeches. And I mean, just getting you fired up to run through a wall right now. This team, I get it. They have nothing to prove, but they also have nothing to lose. So I am super excited to see this Detroit team. They have a fun offense and a sneaky defense. Sneaky defense. Yeah. yeah. Watch Hard Knocks, Brandon. That's all we got to say. Watch yeah, I'm, I definitely will. I absolutely will. I like watching it at the end of the year. Um, it's always good to see the inside. I like the one. I like when the Hard Knocks is doing now, where they're like they're doing the uh, the series in the middle of the year. Yeah, Arizona Cardinals. Is that year. this year? That'd be yeah. good. Yeah. Oh, that'll be that's good cool. with D Hop probably too. That'll yeah, that's all they've been showing on there as well. Uh, and then I think Minnesota's still the second place team in this division. I'm sorry, yeah. I'm not ready to forfeit. I get it. Maybe that's the Homer in me again. Um, but dude no way that Minnesota is coming out and winning this division. I I like what they got with Justin Jefferson. That's a hit. Of course, Dalvin cook and Madison, they do a great job running the football. It doesn't matter who's back there. They're going to be good at running the football. How much faith do you put in Kirk cousins though? I am probably one of the more honest Kirk Kirk cousins stands. There is, I'm a pretty big fan of Kirk. I, I think he is. If you're going to ask me, 
Kirk Cousins all as good as Dak Prescott in my eyes. Uh, he's what they're they're the same level player in the, at least they have to be. And some people think Dak's the future, and other people think Kirk is a liability. Yeah. Uh, I get it. He doesn't win the big games. He's kind of broken that stigma a little bit last year. He got the monkey off his back. I think he can bring this Minnesota team to the postseason, though. I, they, this is a team last year. You got to remember, I, weren't they? I, I think only two of their games were not decided by a possession or less last year, and one of them, Case Keenum, was there or not? Case Keenum, Sean Mannion was their starting yeah. quarterback. Uh, <laughs> For the game so can't really blame him on that one this is a team that definitely can make some noise in the nfc i don't think they're better than the green bay packers though i mean i think to me as much as minnesota has you need to look at green bay and realize that they just have more uh i, I think they got the better quarterback they got the better running back core, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I won't, yeah. you know, I realize that Dalvin Cook is probably the best running back between, you know, you know, both sides, but I'm not ready to to give, uh, was it Madison, you know, a, a higher nod than, you know, the rest of that, uh, the Packers locker room. Okay, sure. They got a better wide receiver core. Who cares? Uh, the line, I think, is still better, even with this garbage line that the Packers have right now. Defensively, I think they mopped the floor with the Vikings. They got nothing. You should talk about that, Brandon. Like, talk about this Packers defense. Is this the best Packers defense that we've seen uh, maybe ever to start a season in Green Bay? At least with the hype. Well, what is it, seven first-round draft picks right now? Nobody under the age of 29. I mean, it should be. It should be. On paper, it probably is. But again we don't know uh, really anything outside of training camp and the offense has struggled. Now you get reports out of the training camp that the offense is struggling. Now is that the offense struggling because they have two, three, four young guys catching the ball or is the defense really good? There's no Devonte Adams. Now um, I wasn't necessarily a hater of that trade. People hate that trade. I didn't care for Devonte Adams one way or the other. Um, great player. Sure. But he wasn't, they didn't win with him. It, you know, he wasn't a guy that uh, I didn't care if they traded and he didn't want to be here. And, and you got a first round draft pick. And if Quay Walker turns out to be a dude again, kind of like the Josh Hader thing, that's a win. Um, especially with what they paid Devante. Uh, you know, it, it should be the best defense because they've, you've invested a lot of money into it. You talk about Devondre Campbell. Um, are you going to do re up Adrian Amos, who I think is one of the best safeties in football you've spent, multiple first round draft picks in the secondary Eric Stokes, Jair Alexander, you just signed Jair Alexander. It's a lot of money. Uh, Kenny Clark. That's a lot of money up front. You, and went, Douglas. Got, you went out and Douglas, you went out and got Jaron Reed. Uh, you know, you, you, uh, you, you spent a few draft picks, TJ Slayton, Devonte uh, uh, Wyatt, you know, out of Georgia this year. I mean, you've invested a ton of money and energy and resources into this defense. It should be the best defense, but we all know, that Green Bay just for whatever reason defensively can never get out of their way. So we'll see. I mean, it is the biggest question mark I think I have for the defense is Rasul Douglas fast enough to play the slot. Cause that's where they're going to put him. Is he, is he going to be able to match up with, you know, let's say the bears, Byron Pringle, are they going to be able to match up with him? You know, step for step 
Uh, that's going to be the question mark I have. Obviously, safety right now is a question mark. Uh, Savage with the hamstring injury. They just lost Vernon Scott on Friday. Uh, I don't know the severity of it, although I don't think it's severe. But nonetheless, uh, that uh, you know, your depth is going to be tested in the secondary, at least in the safety position. Um, offensively, I think the biggest news out of training camp, uh, outside of Romeo Dubs winning the hearts and souls of all Packers fans, is you got your two workhorse, workhorses in David Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins. David Bakhtiari being pulled off the pup list as of, what, four hours ago? Three hours, five hours ago, whatever it was. Uh, and Elton Jenkins, who are both coming off torn t- uh, ACLs completely in different years. But um, those guys coming back are going to be what swings this division into the Packers' favor. Because if you didn't have those two, I would say Minnesota probably wins the division because uh, Green Bay wouldn't be able to do what they they need to do to be successful in Matt LaFleur's offense, and that's run the football. And if you got those two, uh, we've seen this training camp, Green Bay struggled to run the football because they like drafting athletic offensive linemen, which is great. When you're pass blocking, when you're trying to move the trenches, uh, as much as I like Royce Newman and Zach Tom, they're not going to move a whole lot of people. Uh, but Elton Jenkins and David Bakhtiari are two different animals. One's an all-pro, one probably should be an all-pro, who's an, a pro bowler. You get those two guys back, Josh Myers looks the part. He's back healthy. He looks like he's a monster. Uh, you obviously got John Runyon Jr., who's a, another one who I'm a huge fan of. Uh, Brian Gudikins knows how to draft offensive linemen. Uh, if you get those guys back, your offensive line is intact. You've got your horses in the backfield. Aaron Rodgers has got something to prove this year. If you don't think, if you're a non-Packer fan, and I know you guys are, you don't think Aaron Rodgers has something to prove this year uh, without oh, yeah. Dan Adams? Uh, there's a brand new chip on his shoulder to to match the other 20 that he has on there. Uh, he's going to be out for blood uh, this year, and and because people have said, a they've compared Derek Carr to him, and b uh, they said he can't win without Devonte Adams. So we're, you're going to see a different Aaron Rodgers this year. You've already seen a fiery Aaron Rodgers in, in his press conferences, uh, calling out receivers, and and that and that's and a high as hell one too. Oh yeah, yeah. ayahuasca, big <laughs> yeah. bad. So I think I think it's gonna you know if you if if if, you, if Elton Jenkins and David Bakhtiari that's my wild card. If those two guys are good, then you're fine. You're you're the division champions. If they're not, if David Bakhtiari still takes to week four, maybe five, maybe six, I think Elton Jenkins is probably gonna start week one. He's already he's been practicing for a week now. Yeah, uh, I was about Bakhtiari. to say, what if you only get one of them? I'm still you, pretty high as long as you get Jenkins. I agree. I think. I'm going to be honest with you. I think Jenkins is, I, this is, people are going to say, laugh at this. I think Jenkins is the better offensive lineman, period, than David Bakhtiari. I, I just, he I, might I think be he's the better. Lineman in the league right now. And like I, a sneaky pick. I mean, it's, it's, it, it sounds Homer and people are going to be like, oh, yeah, ha, ha. Ellen Jenkins can be an all pro at any position on that offensive line. In fact, yes. he probably, he probably yes. has been. Yes. <laughs> so, so I think I think I like him better than so I yeah Dave I agree with you if you just get Jenkins back if you get one of them back and I think you're going to get uh, Jenkins uh, that makes that offensive line so much better and I think not only does it make it better but it it, it gives Aaron Rodgers a little bit more not that he needs it but a boost of confidence in the offense and he's got he's, he knows he's going to have a little bit more time right now they've been they've been rotating guys in and out all summer long uh, a lot of rookies a lot of unproven guys. Uh, you've got a question mark at tight end, although Robert Tunyon is now practicing. 
I think the receivers are going to be fine. I, I like the Sammy Watkins pick. Now, can he be healthy? Can he stay healthy? That's going to be the question. But he's he fits that offense. I mean, that's that's an offense that Sammy Watkins loves to play in. Uh, so I think he'll be good. You know, you, you know what you're getting out of Randall Cobb. Not a whole lot, but some leadership. Uh, and I think Christian Watson and I think Romeo Dubs are going to be stars in, in the making. I yep. think Romeo Dubs is getting there. We haven't seen Christian Watson, although he practiced team today. And he uh, I wasn't there, obviously. But from what I've read, he, 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 he turned some heads today. And I think once he starts developing a little bit more and his timing gets down with Aaron Rodgers uh, and they stop thinking a lot, because I think that's what you're seeing out of Romeo Dubs and, and, and I guess not Christian Watson because he hasn't really played, but they're just thinking too much. And once they get out of that phase of not thinking and more of reacting, um, you're going to see them come out. And I think they're going to they're going to do some damage, especially if Christian Watson starts returning kickoffs or punts that four, three speeds. It's no joke. I've always said that this Green Bay team is a running team and they don't know it. I mean, if they run the football well, A.J. Dillon is – I mean, it makes the Jamal Williams signing away look so painless to this Packers team. I mean, you remember how yeah. valuable he was to that Packers team when he was here. A.J. Dillon is absolutely the better runner of him and Aaron Jones, in my opinion. And it makes me sad thinking we paid that much money to Aaron Jones because – I think AJ Dillon's probably a better running back. I, I really I do. He, I think he is, but I think they complement each other so well. They both yeah, they catch do. the ball. They are really thunder well. and lightning. But AJ Dillon, or excuse me, Aaron Jones is that home run hitter. You know, AJ Dillon probably isn't going to spark off a 90 yard touchdown run. I mean, could he? Sure, but I don't think he's going to. Aaron Jones can. And, and that's the thing about it when you're on. I want to see more of the pony package this year. If you're an opposing defense and you've got both of them in the backfield, you can't really set a defense because you have no idea who's who or who's going where. So I think, I think you're going to see a lot more creativity out of Matt LaFleur this year. Awesome. Yeah. I think that's going to be a great spot right there with the NFC wrap it up. Um, Ended on a high note, the yeah. Packers. Uh, okay. Quick, quick predictions right at the end here, uh, Brandon, because we still got to do our AFC picks next week, but who do you got in the Super Bowl? You're putting me on the spot here, huh? Damn straight. Oh, of course. That's how we do it. You know, the NFC is kind of wide open, right? Because you you don't know what you're getting out of Tampa. You don't know really what you're getting out of L.A., although you kind of do if Stafford's healthy, but we don't know if he's healthy. You're not getting a whole lot of out of uh, the NFC um, East. I don't think there's going to be a Super Bowl contender out of there. Um, if I had to pick and I, this is not going to be very popular in the Packer. I don't think it's going to be green Bay, but I, I'm not going to be surprised if it, if, if San Francisco is representing the NFC, really, if, especially if Trey Lance, Ooh. and I hate to say that I don't like him, but if Trey Lance has that jump and I shouldn't say jump cause he didn't play last year, but if he is a capable uh, quarterback, it Kyle Shanahan will coach him his way into a Super Bowl, especially with that defense. Defensively, they're 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 a menace. Uh, it's a tough division. Um, I want to say Green Bay. My heart always wants to say Green Bay. I'm I'm diehard Packer fan. You guys can see around me, but it's just they haven't shown me they can get through that yet. Jimmy Garoppolo took them to an NFC Championship game. Uh, I think twice, right? Yeah, twice. Yeah, yep. to an NFC Championship game is, and Aaron Rodgers hasn't been there yet. I mean, I just I I can't put my 
my chips into the middle of the table uh, thinking just because you got Aaron Rodgers, you're going to get there. Yeah. It, a lot's unproven. San Francisco's proven it. That's why I say it can Green Bay. Sure. I would not be surprised, especially with that defense. But again, we haven't seen that defense yet. We have not seen them play. Uh, we've seen them at joint practices. We haven't seen them in a preseason game. And again, it all comes down to health. But if Trey Lance is that guy that they selected, what, third overall, I believe he was? Third. It was yeah, third overall. If he's that guy, that, that that's my team just because they've been there. You got Debo coming back. You got Kittle. You got a good defense. You got really good coaching. I mean, they got it all, really. Awesome. Well, Brandon, this is the point where we let you plug your shit, all right? If you got any projects you're working on, social media handles, whatever you want to do, we give you, like, however long it takes you. I don't know. Go ahead. It used to if take you got me anything, a while. It used yeah. to take me a while. Now I've, I've trimmed it down. I haven't podcasted as much. I'm in the middle of moving. So I'm moving out of Cudahy into another, uh, into Caledonia. So I'm in the middle of moving. So I've trimmed Ooh. down the podcasting. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Brandon underscore Snide, S-N-E-I-D-E. And I'm a weekly contributor for, uh, uh, God, fan-sided for uh, dairylandexpress.com. So I'll be covering the Packers this year uh getting ready for fridays will be what to watch for and then tuesdays will be what went right and what went wrong um so i'm working on the uh preseason game right now um so that'll be going on all season long um and you can follow them on twitter at dairyland express and i think that's pretty much it i'm not if i'm gonna go podcasting yet i haven't decided there's a lot going on right now i mean are you always <laughs> down to come back on down the wire I mean, of course you, yeah you guys are, yeah sure that can be in your resume at the end of it Absolutely. Here we, here we go. <laughs> I could be a, yeah, I was, a month. I always love talking to Brandon because yeah. Brandon always agrees with me. I don't know what it is, but we've we are on the it's same. We're smart, Dave. That's why. Oh God! Look, Stop. I'm just saying. Stop. Like, Brandon. Brandon and I have called pretty much everything for the past we year. We for have, the past actually. year, we have been fucking spot on with shit. We, uh, we at have. least when we when we've matched up. So yeah, I feel pretty good. Uh, when we can fucking agree on something. All right, well, we got to fight. You're never allowed back on the podcast now. We got to fight Ram. <laughs> we got to fight Ram together, you know, so we got to well, stick together. Yeah, Ram, what, shooting like nine foot <laughs> buckets, thinking he's like going to be the next fucking all-star. Tell him to sit down. We have, we, we do match up pretty well, Dave. And we both live in a same area. So we got that going for us. Too. For now, for now. How do you, how are you feeling about this? Oh, Brandon, I haven't been able to tell you how you feel about this move man i mean that building is nuts right i like it but i do you think we're gonna have to change like dress codes because i wear shorts and like a hoodie every day <sighs> yeah that's i'm worried about that as well i'm not gonna lie i'm not i'm not gonna lie they are very formal now it looks so like I, we work at google dude yeah i asked and they said it won't but i'm like <laughs> when you see me rolling up in like a hoodie and shorts and a baseball cap i mean they might yeah, change their yeah. minds well, as it's long nice. as Mitch Rosen, as long as Mitch Rosen doesn't run your radio, I think you'll be fine. Yeah, I think I think we'll survive uh, for sure. <laughs> I, which is still what sucks about that too, David. He hasn't even said anything about it. He like, won't. He hasn't tweeted out anything. Sparky's back to tweeting. He took like a three day break, so it's good to see him back. Um, I I don't know, man. It's it's just it's still crazy to me. I just don't like. I can't believe that happened. I really can't. I believe well, it happened because we called it. But I didn't think it would happen the way it happened. Not before Packers season. Definitely right not before. before. Yeah, holy. Yeah. And you just had 
you have a Hall of Famer on that station. Like you have yeah. a pro football Hall of Famer who was just inducted, who invented the Lambo Leap on your station, and you just said, "Yep, sorry." Like that's that's crazy, man. That's it's that's wild. So I'm not surprised. We we've kind of all agreed that that we could see it. The writing was sort of on the wall, but it still sucks, man. It sucks. Okay, I'm not going to edit any of our mistakes. So it's Brandon Schneid, not Schneedy. <laughs> I'm gonna keep literally all of them in. I'm I'm sorry, Brandon. Uh, I just think it's funnier at this point. I could go back and fix them all, but that's gonna be a lot of work. So I blame Tom. Uh, oh, for sure, it's my fault. Hundred percent, hundred percent, it's my fault. Completely was way too cocky about pronouncing his name correctly. <laughs> And There's an E at the end. Of course it's Schneedy. All right. I know. I, I thought it was soft. Thought it was soft. <laughs> okay. It's it's very hard. It's hard. All uh, right. He it's... was amazing, though. Great. Oh, yeah. Dude, Brandon's always been one of my guys. Uh, I said that at the end of our interview. I wholeheartedly mean that. A dog. Speaking of dogs, though, it's time to get gritty, baby. <laughs> Let's play some hard knocks. I have a question for guys like Kevin Durant. When's the last time you did a calf raise? Okay, uh, I assume Tom paused there so we can do a, some type of sound drop. Yes, that's what I assumed <laughs> we were doing. Uh, this week's episode of Hard Knocks just uh, ended up channeling the Lions and their drive, their grit. Uh, and, in, and not just the Lions, but Detroit. Yeah, yeah. The tr- Detroit's whole grit there was a much the f- more documentary feel to this episode this was a much better episode i think than episode one. Ooh, um i had a great time i, I think they're two different they're two different episodes yeah, like very different. i was more engrossed in the first episode mm. i took some time to kind of like drift away in the second one but it's not that i didn't enjoy it i just knew i had some downtime like no offense david blau I don't care about your wife like that. No. No. Okay. Fair enough. I will say it's so much better not watching preseason and then watching that because I really didn't know what happened at the end of that game, you know? And, oh, my God. Story was awesome. And the way that they had it set up, spoilers coming, where David Blau had all the opportunity to win this game and just completely... Fucked it up. Shit on David Blau. Not only fumbling the snap, but then absolutely airmailing the last throw of the game. Yeah, oh, dude, and they played it like, oh, here it comes. It's going to be the game winner. Off by seven yards. Not even close. Uh, But it started off with some banger clips. Yes. Plenty. Okay, got one right here for you. Boom. Some of y'all think y'all look good. Some of y'all think y'all fly. Some of y'all think y'all got to get these dates because you look good. No, that's not it. Get these dates because you got them fucking jerseys on. You just happen to be in the fucking NFL. Just was excellent. Uh, and then here's the second one. Boom. Frank, why are you slacking right now? Dude, your trash talk sucks. Frank, did you see me trying to make him hit the sled the other day? He couldn't even dent it. I mean, I, 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 this this was a great week for clips. We would just look at each other and like, yep, that one's getting clipped. I'd curious here if your lips weren't so sweaty. Uh, <laughs> so, what well, funches funches bunches of oats? Oh my god, dude! <laughs> that, that was another one. We had three. Dude, then. 
Oh, man. The, what was the first one? Uh... That was butts. butt cheeks. Yeah, there's a butt cheeks one in there. <laughs> See, that's how great it was. We forgot about the butt oh, cheek one. Butt that cheeks. was an amazing week of hard knocks. Uh, Deuce Staley, Aaron Glenn, they're, they're electric. We saw the Hank Fraley shit talking at the end with his kid. Yeah, Bo Fraley, right? Just absolutely his I name is Bo Fraley. I am waiting for that. someone to deck Bo Fraley. Just like, hey, what up, bitch? Now, punched like a a nine-year-old in the face. Before you punch the child in the face, who's going to punch the Hutchinson family in the face? I'm sorry. Uh, Twitter is fucked. Because Twitter right now seems to love the Hutchinson family. How? They seem very staged. Right now, they seem very oh uh, reality get, TV star. Are we about to get a Hutchinson like reality TV? Oh God, please not, please not. The, that would be so painful. Clutch with the Hutch. Oh, the Hutch merch, dude. Ooh, Hutch clutch. There oh it is. God, there the it is. Hutch merch is so gross. I, I we better can't start making it. it now. If we if we do it right now, if we like trademark Hutch clutch, then. They're going to have to pay us up and buy us out. We talked about it a little bit with Brandon. Who's your favorite character after Dan Campbell? Deuce Staley. It's got to be, right? I love Deuce Staley. so fun to watch. He's hilarious, dude. He's so intense, too. And Kelvin Shepard also making a run at that spot, too. You love Kelvin Shepard. Dude, when he was in the linebacker room talking about uh, Rodrigo. So I got a rookie. I got a rookie. But what round you drafted in? Six. Six. Six round. Let's go, Rodrigo. Rodrigo. Just making up. I am doing everything I can to not start him. Everything. <laughs> uh, I we'll, love it. We'll I have love to, it. We'll have to be ready uh, for, what is it, episode three. We only get five episodes. Oh, um, seems like. Yeah, so uh, I don't remember what. Uh, Come on on Tuesdays for us, right? Uh, it was the Colts they played. Uh, and I, from what I remember, I thought they got a little bit feisty with Chippy, each other. right? Yeah, yeah, it was a chippy. I'm not going to look it up. Yeah. And close game. Uh, Lions Ooh. won 27-26. So Aww. we're going to get some shit. David Blau week. finish this time? Oh! I'm Maybe. not looking up the stats. I'm not looking up the stats. Don't look up anything. Yeah. Um, but it's so It's so great. This Hard Knocks is so fun. I think we're going to do this again for Arizona. When it we goes have to. November season. 9th? November 9th, I believe yeah, it is. Yeah, I believe it's it's a little bit later on. Uh, I I'm gonna be excited to see that. I I love this Lions hard knocks. It's so it's so fun. Mark Brunel sucks. I he's kind of meh for me. Does nothing. But uh, every going, other coach. I'm going to take a shot at Mia Hutchinson for asking stupid questions. Oh God, dude. Oh, those... this is this is bigger than Michigan, right? What what do what kind of fucking... Qu- have you never seen a football game? I think it's smaller than Michigan. The big house? That holds like yeah. 100,000 people. Uh, that was a sack, yeah? Oh, yeah, that was a line, she said. Yeah, that, that, yeah. That's that's what we get it was from a the TFL. Fan. It was a TFL. TFL. What's a TFL? Yeah, I'm I'm not a big fan of that. And him celebrating the, like... Uh, uh, All right, moving on. Uh, no criers this week, though, unfortunately. So we can't we can't rate the cry on a, a scale of G to itty. 
Uh, so, next up, we have some hot takes. Hot takes, yes. Uh, my hot take is Manti Teo will be coaching at Notre Dame in five years or less. Ooh, I'm, I would give it sooner to Hawaii. Ooh, going back home. Yeah. I think he goes to Notre Dame. All right. Good uh, I watched the documentary. It was... I did, too. It was pretty good. It was fine. It was good. Uh, I it's, think it's there was a big turn knew. on the sympathy. So says you. I don't know why you think this. I, I'm sorry. Manti Teo does not get the level of sympathy that he gets from you. Or at least from me. I don't know, man. It seemed like there was a lot. I get it. Very naive. Very naive. But I, I can't imagine how that doesn't fuck with your head a little bit. The whole situation. Well, it didn't fuck with him all that much. Dude got married in 2020. Yeah. I mean, he figured it out. Figured yeah. it out for um, sure. I'm sorry. Manti Teo, you're dumb. Wow. Sorry. Womp womp. Proceed. Uh, my hot take. I, I know we already said it. Uh, at a little bit during uh, our interview with Brandon. Um, but I'm saying there are two Brewers call-ups for September. I think it's Sal Freelick and uh, Estruy Ruiz. I think Ooh. we are getting both of them. One, because uh, Sal Freelick is just so fucking hot right now. I don't understand how you could say no to him. Yeah. Uh, and two, Estruy Ruiz, one, is the trade piece. And two... Uh, dude's already had his clock started. Uh, he started playing um, with the Padres earlier this season. So you might as well bring him up and see what he can do. But I'm calling two September call-ups from uh, AA. Okay. I like that. I like that. All right. Quick hits time. Quick hits. Uh, I have a amazing lineup of quick hits today all right start um, off start off with the low one and save the best for last okay okay i can do that so i want to get into a little bit of extreme sports on this one i guess um we always see those guys like just jump out of planes yeah they're right? stupid you know those guys well we had a new guy just jump out of a plane and like i i don't know what else I don't know what else you want me more to say, but if you've never seen a man jump out of a plane from 25,000 feet with no parachute and then land in a massive net on the earth, um, I do not peep want to see that. my Twitter. Uh, I, I have to get the details on this guy now. But yes, we had a new, I'm sure Red Bull sponsored skydiving jump of 25,000 feet and holy shit it's the most exhilarating video you will watch of the week uh into a net that's what i want right here luke akins uh looks like he did uh 25,000 feet jumps from parachute into a net that's uh pretty nuts pretty nuts shit just saw that uh wanted to cover that next up on this one we go into i'm gonna do a little funny thing real quick the draymond green blunt table like holy shit at his wedding that's just absolutely hilarious to me uh next have you heard about this dennis eckersley beef 
No. Uh, you started to talk with me about it. Uh, I did not realize this was a thing. So Dennis Eckersley is a broadcaster for the... Who are who? Who is he the broadcaster now for? Boston Red Sox, I believe. Is he a former Met player? I want to say he's a former uh, Oakland Athletic. Uh, like completely uh, random that he has this up. So this article is from Barstool. Um, so I don't know how much you want to read into it, but Dennis Eckersley did not hold back uh, when given his thoughts on the current state of the Pittsburgh Pirates organization. A hodgepodge of nothingness was the way he described. Uh, Now, meanwhile, this lineup features names like Bly Madris, uh, Tusipita Marcana, um, Jason DeLay. Who are are all of these? Yeah, exactly. Uh, And Eckersley, uh, Cardinals, uh, Cleveland, Chicago Cubs, Boston, Oakland. Oh, he did Oakland, play for Boston. Oakland for nine years, Boston for eight years. So. Oh, he played there quite a bit. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I'll throw a clip in there of it. And uh, he he definitely just ripped apart this lineup right here. Dave, throw your headphones on. You can hear this clip right here. You talk about a no-name lineup. I, I, there's no team like this. Love to see some of the service time you add it all up. It's not much. You know, just came from Kansas City seeing all those young kids. That's this is different though. Doesn't it seem different? Did they have a lot of prospects they're playing over there? And, this and serious prospects. Yes. The guys who are gonna be in the big leagues. This is a hodgepodge of nothingness. <laughs> they have one of the lowest payrolls in baseball. Last year they were actually 30th. It's ridiculous. It really is. Pathetic. Former Sox GM Ben Charrington is the Pirates general manager and he has gone about rebuilding their farm system. Yeah tell me they have a great farm system. Tell me they do. That's what they're doing. I assume trying. So yeah he uh, he didn't hold back. Yeah that was that was rather harsh. Yeah. And Brian Reynolds snaps back. Uh, just to translate he said fuck you uh, pretty much. Yeah, by by Hannah Dinger, right? Uh, and just he actually did talk back, so kind of funny. I thought that was worth a share right there. Um, and then my last one. This is amazing. The you had to have seen this. I'm going to steal it from your quick hits. This is the clip of the year, maybe. Is that what it is? It's right up there. The Dodgers. Oh, yeah. Radio. Or no, yeah. TV broadcaster. Yeah, David Vasig. David Vasig, Vasai, Vasige. I don't know how you say it. He <laughs> thought it was a great idea to go down the slide at Miller Park. As you know, whenever we hit a home run, a slide pops out. Nope. It's just out there. And then Bernie Brewer slides down the slide. Slide used to be yellow. It's now white. Don't know when that changed. But anyway, uh, I'll throw the clip of him sliding down right here. Holy crap, holy crap, holy crap. Uh, that's <laughs> followed by Kadoosh. <laughs> uh, holy crap! Holy crap! Holy crap! Holy crap! Holy crap! Holy crap! <laughs> 
yeah, that hurt, right? Sounded like it. Well, it did. He broke his hand, his wrist, and six ribs after going down the slide. And the clip of all the guys laughing at him is just as funny with Nomar Garcia Parra and whoever the hell else is in the Dodgers uh, broadcast booth. Yeah, you know what's you know what's really funny is too is uh, children go down that slide on a regular basis. Yeah, and uh, they're fine. Not a big deal usually, but holy shit, I, one of the best laughs I've had in a while listening to that David Vasai clip. That's my quick hits. Oh, that's it. Yeah. All right. Uh, my quick hits. First things first. Have to shout out the Wisconsin boys at the USA Mullet Championship because not only did we win the junior division, but we also won the teen division as wow. well. Yes. Uh, first things first. Emmett Bailey, uh, the boy, the the boys division from Menominee, took first prize, uh, and. Caden Kershaw from Wausau took home the top prize in the teen division. Let me tell you, uh, it's nuts. The, the, the fucking mullets that these boys have are insane. Specifically Emmett Bailey's. Um, I, I have to shout him out because, all right, Tom, I'm about to show you uh, third and second place, respectively, and then eventually show you Emmett Bailey's. So here is third place. William Dale Ramsey from Pataskala, Ohio. All right. Definitely nice. a chunk. Nice. Looking great, dude. Yeah, it's good. Uh, I love it. Then second place, Epic Orta from La Jolla, Texas. Okay. Right? Okay. But no one holds a fucking candle to Emmett Bailey. Look how crisp that mullet looks on And it's got mohawk action, too. Dude, it's faux-hawk action. Not just mohawk, faux-hawk. Uh, I, I have to say, bravo, gentlemen. Bravo. Uh, now, next up, speaking of hair, the Yankees have been bad lately. Mm-hmm. Been very bad. Don't know why that it is. Um, they were looking like the odds on favorite to win the goddamn uh, World Series for quite some time, and now it's just, like, collapsing. Well, the fans have, I guess, turned against them, but uh, this past week, they got worried. So they the fans started giving themselves haircuts in the bleachers mm-hmm. this week. I don't know if you saw the... The picture. Look at this. Look at this video. That works. Dude looks like a young Brady Quinn. Ooh, I see that. Yeah. Uh, this was while they were trailing 3-1 to one in the eighth inning to the Tampa Bay Rays, uh, which ended up being the final score, too. So, good on you. Good on you, kid. I don't know who exactly who that is, but I have to shout them out. Uh, next up, Texas rum- running back Bijan Robinson has a new NIL deal. Did you happen to see what it is? Uh, I think I did. Yeah. Well, he has opened up his new gourmet mustard 
Dijon mustard. So it, it, the new his Bijan mustardson. Oh god, is the new <laughs> the new fucking uh, <laughs> fucking official Dijon mustard of Bijan Robinson. Look at this thing. We're gonna have to get a bottle of it. I I, I actually kind of I love it. Mm. I'm not I, a Dijon guy. The fuck you mean you're not a Dijon guy? I don't enjoy Dijon mustard. Are you a Bijan guy? Well, I do love a good BJ. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> BJ mustard. Uh, and last but not least, this happened uh, almost a week ago. Did you see what happened during a, uh, a mound visit with Pete Alonzo and Buck Showalter? Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. Pete Alonzo supposedly gave lottery tickets to Buck Showalter during a mound visit. What? <laughs> like now, of course, this also didn't uh, didn't pull away from people being able to say that they're giving them defensive alignment cards and stuff like that, you know, because they're insane. But yeah. Buck Walter, did you see the the video of it though? I did. Where Buck was like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, uh, as very I, confused. It was pretty awesome. Uh, I just have to say, way to go, Pete Alonzo. Big meat, Pete. All right, I think that's gonna wrap us up, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Are you done? Are you finished? Yeah, you got you got kind of like Canadian there. Hey, I think that's going to wrap us up there, eh? Hey, what the hell is the deal with airline food? Hey, okay, yes. Uh, all right, I'm going to wrap it up then. Sounds good. Thank you again, Brandon Schneid. Not Schneedy, Schneid, for joining us again on the podcast. That was a blast. I'm sure you'll hear from him again with us. If you enjoyed us, or even just him, subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you guys are following us. Download every episode then delete it, then re-download it. That would be the best. The best ways to do that are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, wherever you get your podcasts, iHeart, Pandora, some other shit. Stitcher, we're on that, yes. Or you can always check us out on thechairshot.com. R.I.P. 1250 AM, the fan. Peace. We do it with fire. Yeah. Sports podcast down the wire. Every time we